A weekend show full of information again as Gesundheit with Jacobus welcomes Bert Golding Jr. back to the program. Every time he is with me, we have fun discussions about creating ultimate health in our bodies and minds. This Saturday morning, we have some good topics for you. And of course, Bert Golding always enjoys sharing anecdotal success stories. It's Gesundheit with Jacobus. Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all-natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. Good morning to you. It is June 15, 2019. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning, as I say this every Saturday morning, but absolutely, I am. Uh, this is this one time a week where I can come in, sit down at a beautiful chair in a nice office, nice radio station, and uh, chat with you for three hours about health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. That's the purpose of the show. Gesundheit means health or good health. And we are here to usually with the experts. We have them either in the studio or on the phone. Today, Bert Golding is with me on the phone, and we have plenty to talk about. Uh, we, we chatted a little bit before the program a few days ago. And yesterday, and uh, we uh, we have good information for you. So we hope you are excited. Uh, perhaps have pen and paper ready if you are in a cap- uh, in a position to do that. We appreciate that you are uh, tuning in today. And I, I tell you what, it's um, it's always a pleasure. So want to keep you uh, keep you in the loop about topics of health, healing, and healthy lifestyles. But we're not here to diagnose, treat, or cure. It's all about information, education, and hopefully some entertainment. Please have pen and paper ready. Enjoy the show. If you have any questions afterwards, you can always contact the guest after the program or see a specialist of your choice and get the best answers you can get. That is what we stand for. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Bert Golding. Some of you have heard him in the past and have been excited about hearing him again. Uh, because I've had several people, I'm podcasting the shows right now. Uh, you can go, sometimes it, it may take a week or two before you get to it, but we're getting better at it. And, uh, we edit shows and you can go to, uh, uh, to any kind of podcast that you go to and then type in Gesundheit, G-E-S-U-N-D-H-E-I-T, G-E-S-U-N-D-H-E-I-T. And then if you do put in with, and then if you even know my name, but with Jacobus, then you will see my smiley face show up and you can click on all the different shows that we have. We, I think we have about over 40 or 45 right now. So we got a way to catch up, but it doesn't matter. It's, uh, we just, uh, we have a good time doing it. And, uh, I've had people say, man, that show with Bert Golding last time, that was really golden. So we are, that's maybe why his name is Golding, but it is G-O-U. So who knows? Bert Golden Jr. is a clinical nutritionist and managing director of the Positive Nutrition Institute. He has been involved in the natural food and supplement community since 1980 and is currently studying for his Doctor of Naturopathy degree. We've said this several times and he said it may be another eight months. 
So Bert has dedicated himself to supporting and strengthening thousands of independent health food stores and natural practitioners. His lectures, trainings, seminars, and radio show interviews are based on the 99% success rating of his complete pH balancing protocol. Bert and his family call sunny Southern California home. His contact information is the company is called Positive Power Nutrition, and the uh, that's also the website, positivepowernutrition.com. If you like to get a hold of them, there is an 800 number, 866-722-3733, 866-722-3733. Bert, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Good morning to you, and thanks for being with us this early. Hey, thank you for inviting me on, Jacobus. It's always a pleasure. Yes, we uh, yeah. we we enjoy each other's company, I tell you that. I uh, I just know, well, I shouldn't talk for you, but I can tell you, <laughs> from my angle, I just enjoy having you on the show because uh, there are a lot of topics that you enjoy, you've studied, you work with, you've talked to a lot of people, and uh, you're very comfortable talking about a range of topics, and, uh, and I appreciate that in an interview. Well, you know, and I... Uh we we get such great feedback from uh, the people all over the country that that uh, call in. They have questions. They have their experiences. We had a person that called in yesterday to uh, the main company here, Positive Power Nutrition, and just said, "Hey, I just wanted to to let you know what the product done for me," and proceeded to give you know a five minute uh, testimonial. And uh, this has happened over the years so many times that we just have thousands and thousands of people's experiences, wow. yeah, that's you know, in, in, in their own words. And I'm, I'm sure you have that happen all the time, Jacobus. People come into the store saying, hey, look, this is what happened for me. Well, it is. Uh, I have people come back and tell me. And there are also times when people do not come back. And I don't know if that means that they feel better and they, they don't tell us. Um, but I I really feel the support in the community over here has been absolutely amazing. Uh, the, we've been in now 12 years, and if I see uh, that people still come in, new people come in, of course, the town is growing somewhat, but it's not a large community. We have about 50,000 people in here, in, in Bozeman. And, uh, but I see new people come in. People say, I heard it from a friend. I should come check you guys out. Or I saw you on the internet or I listened to your show. Um, <clears throat> it is amazing. I also hear from the other employees. They say how many times people are coming in, new people that they've never seen before and uh, that heard some positive things from friends. So yes, I'm very grateful, very grateful for the support because we're in a tough time. Uh, people can go on Amazon and buy over the internet and um, you don't know, even Amazon has said, we cannot guarantee the supplements that we send to individuals because we don't know who delivers them. We, uh, we, the best thing is to go to a reputable place and know that you get the product straight from the source. So I appreciate okay. that they sent those letters out to the prime members a few years ago. But, uh, you know, people in the convenience of the house, they, they go and order. And I, I'm just so grateful for this community that so many people, Enjoy coming to the store. We have wonderful employees that have been with us, some of them for 12 years, 11 years, and uh, eight years. And so I am just very grateful for the success that we have had so far. Well, you know, and, and the experience um, that you have in the independent health food stores, uh, like you said, 12 years experience or 
Well, for right. me, it's twenty five now. Been, yeah, so. yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, you have that kind of experience, and it's really irreplaceable. I mean, one of the most uh, sad things for us is when someone retires, because that means that all of that uh, experience that goes on for decades, person to person. And everyone thinks that somehow when you uh, look up something on the Internet, you're going to uh, have that kind of experience, but it's just not the same thing. A lot of times people are, are just repeating what somebody else has told them without any personal knowledge as to what really happens. Yeah. So what you're doing when people come into the store or when they call you and you can say, well, this is what I've seen personally, this is what my other customers have seen, that's just a, an irreplaceable resource. It's just it's so valuable. Yeah, and I think also that the people can actually look at a bottle, turn it around, uh, play with it, you know, just compare why why is this sitting next to that bottle? What's the difference? And then they can ask us. And and the other thing is that we are really trying to stay up to date on the latest products that are out there. So people come in and say, oh, do you guys do you have CBD oil, for example? Yes, we do. And we have like eight or nine different companies that we represent and um, there's, there's news in the keto industry and there's news in the protein industry and in homeopathy, there are new things coming out and seasonal allergies. It, it's just amazing um, how the industry is growing. And I, I'm sure that you see that all the time as well. I, I think there are some brilliant minds involved in this industry as well. And they're very careful because they know how easy it is that you climb up high and that you fall back down because uh, you did something wrong. So I feel there is a lot of responsibility from the different companies. And, and um, you know, that is what customers appreciate. They can walk in the store, ask what is new, that we show them what is new, and that you uh, uh, that you have products product comparison comparisons, so to say. And you can't you don't really have that on the internet. People simply go by price. They don't look at milligrams. They don't look at uh, well, I don't know what to look at. I can't say what they're doing. But uh, I am just grateful that we have been doing fine, and that people still want to come in and ask questions and connect and uh, and meet us. Yeah, yeah. When you when you walk into a store that has the product right there on the shelf, and if you're a person that knows how to do uh, kinesiology or, or muscle testing on yourself, you you'll know when you walk out the door that that product's for you, and that's that's completely different than an online experience. So Would I just appreciate what you're yeah. doing and what your store is doing, and and your radio show is really amazing. I remember last time I was on with you, and and you had so many questions that were coming in uh, over text over yeah. over your uh, text line yes uh, in addition to the callers and i thought you know that's that's really good to have a conversation everyone needs another person uh, at least one other person to be a uh, a wellness uh, buddy or or a friend so that they can stick with the program and we had talked about this before jacobus consistency in sticking with a program is the only way that someone's going to get well when I when somebody calls me and say I'm just not having much success, I uh, gently try to ask them, well, how many weeks have you been on this program? You know, have, what have you been doing? Have, have you been doing it daily, or do you miss a lot of days? I mean, a lot of times when a person has a good program for their health and they're not seeing any results, it's because of the inconsistency. You can't just say, well, I I do it, you know, two or three times a month. That's that's when I take my supplements. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're right. you and I know that that's that's not enough to make any change at all in the body. No, no you're right. It, uh, it it's it's every day, and there will be days when you. Uh, and I always tell people, don't be fanatic. 
Uh, there will be days when you just want to enjoy something and, and you do that. But I talked to a gentleman the other day and he was dealing with rheumatoid arthritis and he said, well, I really, I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I, I'm all the way, you know, I'm, I, it's either this or that, you know, I'm really, there's no wishy-washy. But then when the further you talk to him, it, it, it was very much like, well, but I do enjoy this and I do enjoy that and I don't want to give that up and I don't want to do that. And I said, listen, I'm not going to tell you that you have to give everything up. It is just that you have to understand that why you are sitting over here today is because of how you have lived your life and, and, and what these things happen because it's cause and effect. And I said, so if you do make some changes, a few changes, you are going to see improvements within a week. Is it worth it for you to try it for something for a week and then say, Hey, I like this. I'm going to continue with it. And you're right. I said, listen, don't get fanatic. I said, if you go to a party and that is, this is all the food they give you, I said, then accept it gracefully. And if you have a stomachache the next day, then you say, well, I know what it's from. And today I'm going to avoid these kind of foods. And then hopefully things will improve very quickly. I said, but if you consistently eat the food that you probably shouldn't be eating and see here, I'm talking about diet, just like you I enjoy this because for me, it's never been about selling the vitamin. It's always about the education part. I think that the vitamins uh, will come into the conversation if needed. But for many people, it's simply they're craving information and they just don't understand. They, they hear things, but they are not able to always put the dots together. And I just enjoy, if I can, if the topic is something I can talk about, to try to put the dots together because everything there is a cause. We got to find, we got to follow the line back to where it probably started. If somebody says, I've been suffering from this for the last eight years, I want to understand what happened nine years ago and or 10 years ago and how that has affected the body, the mind, and the spirit. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that we're in a, an age right now where, um, where people think that somehow information alone is going to to uh, help them get well. And, and it doesn't, even though your radio program is helping people get great information, if they don't choose a program that they're going to do and then apply that on a seven-day-a-week type program, they're not going to get better. Just knowing how to um, improve your health will not improve your health. Yeah. You have to take action. And I hear that over and over again, is that's why a person will say, oh, yeah, I started that program a week ago, but now I just read something on, on the Internet today or on my phone that, that is, is a little different, kind of like, you think I should change? I said, after a week on your program, no. I yeah. said, you know, if you, if you start a new program every week, so you're, you're now going to try 52 different, different things yeah. in a year, yeah. do you think that you will see any progress at all? Not, I mean, you have to think of it the same way as that, you know, if you're, uh, you know, you're driving to the market and then along the way you go, oh, no, I, I really should go to the post office. And so you turn around, you head towards the post office and say, oh, no, no, I really should go to the hardware store. I said, if you change your course 52 times, at, <laughs> yeah. the, end, at the, end, at the yeah. end of the day, you go home having accomplished what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, Absolutely right. nothing. You know, yeah. so, so really... Um, get all the best information you can, pray about it, make a decision, write it down, and then have somebody that can provide some accountability where you can to each other. You know, it's like test people testing their um, pH, and they want to uh, um, be able to find out 
are the things that they're doing in their lifestyle, in their diet, with their supplements, is it helping them have a more balanced pH, a more balanced acid alkaline condition inside their body? And they need to test once a week. And if they have another person that does it on the same day and calls up and says, oh, my score was, you know, was uh, 6.75 and is getting better, is getting closer to the balance range. And the other person says, oh, yeah, I tested this morning too. If you have someone to, that will help you not um, lose track and not lose that consistency, it just takes, you know, more than being alone and trying to do it on your own. Yes, absolutely. You just, you know, they, people could come in the store and, and talk to you, your staff, on a weekly basis and say, oh, yeah, this is what my pH is. Look at my chart. It looks like I'm moving in the right direction, and they can get that yeah. that motivation, that feedback to stick with a program seven days a week and then test to see their direction once a week. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I know I've, I've talked a lot about it. When you and I talk, I talk a lot about the, the consistency and the testing and sticking with the program, but it's the only way that at the end of a month or at the end of six months you can look and say, I've made real progress. Yes, you're right. And then you realize that the choices that you made are, you know, that is something you want to stick with then. So because you are feeling better, you know you're doing better because of the saliva testing or blood testing or whatever people do in order to look what the health is doing, what the changes are doing. It's the same with uh, certain blood testing. It's good to get at least once a year get a blood test, but to become more educated about what the blood test is actually telling you and study more about the fact that many of the ranges are not always consistent either. And so that's why people don't always find that, you know, they think they're in the normal range, but then we tell them this is really more an issue. And they said, well, that explains why I don't feel good. And the doctor keeps telling me everything is fine. So, to be consistent, to, to there are certain times you need to test blood test more frequently, maybe uh, once a month for a few months till you get it right. And it's the same what you're saying with the pH balance. Uh, to test once a week is something that uh, that that you get in the routine, just like you get up in the morning and you go to the gym or you have breakfast or you know you got to go to work. So you you just build this consistency. Uh, I just put a sticky note somewhere and just do it. Yeah. yeah, and then if you have a friend that can help you where um, where you have somebody to report to, then it's it's a lot um, a lot more difficult to just uh, get sidetracked or to give up in the middle of your program if you know that there's a good friend that you're going to be uh, talking to and yeah. sharing what your progress is. Yeah, good. Point. I, I when when my wife would get up early in the morning to go uh, walking, you know, several miles with her. Uh, with her girlfriends, and she's done this a lot over the years. You know, she said, you know, some days I'm just not feeling like that motivated to get out there, but I know that they're expecting me. They're waiting for me at the starting line for us to start our walk. Yes. And so she would get up and she would do it. And afterwards, she goes, I'm so glad that I did that. I'm so glad that I did just say, oh, I'm I'm going to take a pass today. I mean, some days you do, but, but she would know that, that the difference between really need to take a rest day and not walk that day versus uh, just not feeling it yeah. is completely different when you have somebody that you're accountable that you're, that you're doing it with. Yeah, you're accountable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, or, or let each other know, yeah. And and each of us can be that, that uh, great friend to somebody else that, that mm-hmm. needs that, mm-hmm. you know. So, again, if you have uh, – um, I remember uh, where we're at, they have this uh, – a very unique form of exercise where it's a form of uh, 
uh, I guess called cage ball, but it's a form of uh, cross between basketball, volleyball, and you do it on a trampoline. And really? uh, I would get, huh. uh, yeah, and I would get to where I would do that with a friend uh, three times a week, and and after a while, you know, you could see real improvements in your physical fitness and your well-being and everything else. But what really kept a person going? So whether you have a tennis partner, whether you have a a running partner, walking partner, whether you're going to a yoga class, these things are really important to be able to have, again, that accountability in a very fun way, a motivating way to continue to do a a program. And with taking supplements, I feel it's like the same thing. You know, so many times we're like, oh, no, I just, I don't want to tell anybody what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it privately. But that's not really a um, a plan for success. A plan for success is to create a good goal, and you don't have to be doing exactly the same thing as your friend. Maybe you're taking different supplements, but you're still motivating each other and making sure that the person is sticking with it. You know, it's it's so easy to get off track. Don't you find that? Well, uh, totally. I I um I didn't like to get up early. I had to get up early because of work, and then. I go like, if I can sleep in, that would be great. And all of a sudden, about uh, almost 10 years ago, I started working out and I decided to go early and so get up at 5.30 in the morning and I still get up five days a week, four or five days a week at 5.30 in the morning and then do my workout. And then by the time I'm done, it's, well, you know, by the time you drive over there and come back, but it's uh, it's close to uh, 8, 8.30 and I just have the luxury right now to do that, so I'm very grateful for that. But And then Saturday mornings, I get up early because of the radio show, and sometimes I don't sleep enough between Friday and Saturday. But Sunday <laughs> is usually the only day that I can say I'm sleeping in, but then my body says, well, you have me wake up early every every day, so I'm going to wake you up again at 5.30 or 6. So it's uh, that doesn't really help. But in general, that discipline, all of a sudden, you see indeed your body is starting to get used to it and wants to have that change, wants to say, hey, this is what we're going to do. It works, so let's keep doing it. And so you have a little bit of support from your body, but it's you have to start without, with a little bit of discipline and eventually the body just loves it and craves it. Bert, we're going to take a short break. Uh, Bert Golding, my guest this morning on Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am so grateful that he is with us, and I hope you stay with us all the way. His company, Positive Power Nutrition. We're going to talk more about that company and things that he does. So please, stay tuned for that. I appreciate it. We'll be right back. Bert, I, I really appreciate it that you are on the show with me today, Positive Power Nutrition. Why did you call it Positive Power Nutrition? Um, you know, when uh, we first formed the company, we had just discovered that all of the things that have a positive electromagnetic charge in the body ah. are what keeps the body in balance. And so there's there's a, a positive power. And when you talk about the liquids that have been around um, you know, this year we're celebrating the 70th anniversary of cell power. Yeah, it was right. 1949. That's so this, right. this is a big, big celebration in uh, 2019 because it's been 70 years since cell power was discovered. And cell power has a slight positive electromagnetic charge, which is one of the reasons that it uh, makes it into the cells of the body where it can be utilized inside the cells uh, so quickly. Same thing with super silica. Super silica is the only uh nano-sized particle liquid silica supplement 
that has a slight uh, positive electrical charge, and our cells in their natural state, I mean, you know, the cells that are alive that are, that are still functioning have a slight um, negative electric charge inside of them. And as we know that opposites attract, that means that as the super silica goes by in the bloodstream or in the lymph stream right past the cell, the cell pulls it in because of that opposite charge. So yeah, things that have uh, vitamin C, uh, garlic, all of these things that have a, have a positive electrical charge is what helps keep the body in balance. I see, I see. So you look, so, <laughs> so does that mean in this case, um, uh, alkaline, uh, alkaline foods, for example, would be more positive charge? Um, well, alkaline forming foods, yes, because there are really no foods that people eat that, that are alkaline by nature. They're okay. all in the acid range, but there are some that are alkaline forming because of its reaction with the body, and there are some that are acid forming. And so when, when uh, I mean, I know it sounds like I'm playing with words, but no, but there important. really are no, yeah, there really are no alkaline foods. If you go to the U.S. Department of Agriculture website at USDA.gov and you look at the pH of foods and they've tested thousands and thousands of foods, fruits, vegetables, meats, dairy, everything else, it'll give you the pH of, of each food. And there's only about four or five that are above seven in the, that would be the alkaline range. Yeah. And those four or five foods are things I've never even heard of. And I used to be a produce manager in a supermarket. And I'm, I'm just saying that, that these are foods that nobody has heard of, and they're not really in our diets. Huh. So, yes, alkaline-forming alkaline foods have a slight positive electrical charge. And then when they react with the body, it creates an uh, alkalinity inside the cells and in the bloodstream. Good morning, Carla. Thanks for joining the program. You're on the air with Bert Golding. What's your name? How can we help you, please? Hey. Good morning, Jacobus. I guess Bert is the word this morning, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is the word. He has the word. <laughs> yeah, I just want to follow up on the conversation we had Bert on last time. It was excellent. Uh, is this Devo? Yeah, it is. Hi, Steve-o. <laughs> <laughs> Recognize my voice, I, I recognize you, yes. Trying to maintain my anonymity, but it doesn't work, I guess. Sorry. But anyway, I thought it was so interesting. You know, you're talking about these electromagnetic charges. I think last time you mentioned uh, black raspberries. And I think you already answered part of my question, which is why some of the foods that have the highest electrical coefficient are so effective as healing foods. And you mentioned the cell permeability factor. Bert, is there anything else that in your research and studies you've come across because there's such a direct correlation between those that seem to have this high electromagnetic charge in their ability to produce, you know, healing qualities, you know, throughout the body. If you could just delve into that a little bit, I sure would appreciate it. And uh, I'll just uh, listen to your response, and, and thanks once again for taking my call. You bet. Uh, do you understand the question, Bert? Uh, yes, I, I think so. Um, I yeah, and, and because I want to make sure, because the way you explain, oh, he already hung up. Okay, good. Uh, well, you know, we we did talk the last time uh, I was on the show about the different um, electrical potential levels, and yes, how the the record holder out of all foods that we consume is uh, the fresh picked raspberry. Um, it comes in at twenty six thousand five hundred, I believe, is the record. Um, you know, and. Uh, 
lot of any food that comes in at over 6,500 is good to put in your body. Anything that's below that, we should really, really avoid. But uh, to raise the electrical potential inside the body, there are still some things that are so much more powerful than even the foods that we eat. Um, the first is is the water we drink, the quantity of good, clean, uh, you know, unpolluted water, good purified or distilled water or highly filtered water. That, that's the first source of electrical energy because as the body starts to break apart the water molecule, it creates energy in the molecular fission. And then when the water re, uh, reforms or recombines into H2O, it creates even more electricity in the molecular fusion. So you've got this fission-fusion thing going on. So water is number one. Number two is sunshine. And that's really tough. Uh, you know, all throughout the winter and in most of the world, you know, yeah. to get the sunshine that a person needs. But the sun hitting the skin reacts with melanin in the skin and it creates more electricity. Mm. Um, yeah. And then you've got sleep, you know, real sleep. The rest allows the body to uh, take the electricity that uh, is being formed even by the ATP inside the cells with uh, foods of all kinds. Yeah. Um, and that ATP energy needs to be um, stored. Uh, I mean, ATP is a storage, but it can be stored even more efficiently than that. And so a lot of it is stored in the, the nerve tissue, the brain tissue, and that happens during proper sleep. Well, so I always try to tell people that, that gland, the first... Right? The pineal gland? The you know, pineal gland? Yeah, yeah the, the, the first three things would be water, sunshine, and sleep. And then you've got really good foods. And then you have high-energy supplements because of, of the way that the supplements are used to capture energy. I mean, cell power is uh, anywhere from a few hours to a few days to up to three months. It, it sits out in a translucent barrel in the sunshine, and it is absorbing solar power into the liquid, and it's being held onto by all of the dissolved fruits and vegetables, those particles that have the ability to hold on to sunshine. So you've got all these energized things. So when you eat the higher-energy foods, it definitely is going to charge the body, and you've got to have a high electrical charge for healing to take place. Is that kind of the feeling that you got that, that Steve was asking? Yeah, I, that, that is what I, I think you wanted to have a further explanation. So what you're saying is food by itself is not an alkaline or acid, but the effect that it can have on the body will be alkalizing or uh, acid, uh, acid forming in the system. And then what you're talking about is the high ORAG value, the high antioxidant value that is in the food. Well, it's, it's even uh, beyond ORAG or anti antioxidant is that um, it, there's an electrical potential that, that even goes beyond, you know, antioxidants we understand, but, but, you know, it is possible for a person's free radical level to drop too low in the body. And every time we talk about this, sometimes we lose people because all they've ever been told, all they know is that you want to get, you want to have lots of antioxidants and load up on them because you want to get rid of free radicals because all free radicals are bad. And yeah. and that's that's uh, that's a simplistic way of viewing things, but that's not really what happens. If your free radical level of the body drops too low, um, all metabolic uh, functions cease, and the person could die. So that's why you have something like food-grade hydrogen peroxide that is really, really helpful for about 5% of the population. They really need that because the food-grade hydrogen peroxide that, that a person will consume, and if they read 
instruction how to do that, it helps that 5% of the population increase their free radical levels back up to a normal, healthy level. I see. That's really important. So we, you, you've, got, you've got the electrical potential that has to recharge the cell membrane because yes. if the cell membrane has too little electricity, it closes down and you can't get oxygen, water, nutrients, or fuel into the cells if the cell membrane is closed down. And why would they close down? Uh, lack of energy. It just lack uh, of energy. So it, kind of self-preservation then. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because we have so many examples in our lives now as, as to what happens. Let's say, um, you know, I, I went to a store down here where all the power is out in the shopping center, and you walk up to the door that you're expecting the door to slide open for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that you can walk, and people would just walk right into the door, and we'd be bumping into the door because the power was out, and so the little uh, sensor. There, the motion sensor that would say, oh, somebody's walking towards the door and open the door, it, it wouldn't do that. So yes. when the power goes out, the door doesn't stay open. The door closes, and yes. then it will not open. And yes. that's the same thing that happens to the cells of the body. I see. Is that the cell membrane without electricity doesn't lock in an open position. It locks in a closed position. Ah. Just by lack of electricity. So that's what I'm saying. If you've ever had that experience of walking up to a, a store when the what a great analogy! What a great yeah. analogy! That is really that's really awesome. I like that one. Huh? We have a caller waiting, so, uh, Bird. So, uh, good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the show. Your name, please. How can we help you? This is the guy known as a lap dog, but I'm yeah. not going to uh, be a lap dog forever. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, it's too late to. Uh, <laughs> it's too late. I think I talk too much about uh, Anthony William. No uh, S on the end. Jacoba seems to have some uh, disagreements with the protocol of the medical medium, Anthony William. Uh, you know who this is, Bird? Uh, no, no. Have I don't. you heard of Anthony William? He's a medical medium. He has written several books, and so or, yes. Go ahead, well, lab, our, lab doc. Now uh, William has said that he has real no strict protocols, and people who come to him saying that they tried his protocol and it failed, are uh, barking up the wrong tree. He says the body will guide you custom-made nutrition, whether it be vegan, vegetarianism, or a limited meat diet. Uh, so this philosophy of consistent use would not be quite what would fit his way of doing things. He has some strong views against canola and, heaven forbid, eggs and GMOs like a lot of people. But he presents dozens of varieties of recipes, mostly non-cooked foods, and he's the one known for whooping it up for celery juice. There's just celery juice, no ice, no vitamin C, no garlic, no spirulina added. What do you think of that overview? And uh, I'll throw in a couple that are really controversial. He says, look at all my recipes. One recipe that has chocolate in it. Uh, I don't think much of chocolate, and I also call for limited vitamin D. He thinks D from dog. So much vitamin D, it's becoming toxic in the uh, typical American body. I see. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so, so, you're, so you're asking what I think of these different ideas? Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, you your know, experience, your experience working with people uh, versus what Anthony William is saying in his books um, about these specific things. Can you agree with what he says, or do well, you agree well, with... Well, it, 
if if I understand correctly, um, Lapdog, what, what you're saying here is that is that the body will need different things at different times. So you were saying that consistency, meaning doing the same thing year-round, may not be uh, that important. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or, or getting uh, an idea that something is the perfect diet, the ultimate diet, and just hammering away at it uh, for years on end. Yeah, yeah, I, I can totally agree with that. Because when I'm talking about consistency, I mean working on your health on a seven-day-a-week work on your health. You know, one day working on your health, maybe getting that uh, extra sleep that your body wants to get at this weird time. You know, it's a Saturday or Sunday and your body really wants you to take a nap. And rather than saying, well, I'm just going to force my body to wait until nighttime to sleep. Well, I, I don't think that's right. I mean, but seven days a week, you need to be doing something good for your health. You can't just sit back and say, somehow my body's going to get better with no action taken. But as far as consistency, as a clinical nutritionist, I've worked with uh, over 5,000 people in the last 13 years, and they get on a program. They'll come in, and we will test them on a bioelectrical impedance measurement using a machine called the Biomeridian. Okay, so it's this amazing machine from, from uh, discoveries in the 1940s from a German doctor, Dr. Vol. And what we will do is we will find out what supplements will help balance out their lifestyle and their diet, and we can usually find out... Um, dosage and duration, how much of a particular supplement or a combination of supplements, you know, how, how much per day for dosage, duration, how many days or weeks or, or uh, uh, they'll need to stay on this. And then they come back in five weeks and we'll retest them and the body will need something completely different because it's utilized those first um, recommendations of supplements or food changes. It's utilized that to get to a certain place. And then it switches out a lot of times to a completely different set of supplements and recommendations for the next five weeks. For a person that does that consistently, they would come in and, and see me and they would come back about, about every five weeks to get retested. Um, we've seen someone that has a list of 25 uh, imbalances or illnesses or whatever you want to call it. And in the process of 12 to 14 months, they've eliminated every single symptom and imbalance on their list of, you know, this is what I want to get rid of. And the consistency is that they're doing what they're supposed to do that day and that week, and the only ones that make progress are the ones that came back and said, you know, okay, so I wasn't perfect. I, okay, I don't expect perfection, and hopefully they don't either. They said, but, you know, at least six out of six days out of every week I was on the program and I was supposed to. And I said, well, let's see. And it will either show up on the computer that, yes, the body's been able to make the adjustments needed during that five-week period, or it hasn't. So... Based on what you're saying, as I understand it, is that, yes, there are times in a person's life when they may need to do vegan or vegetarian. There are other times when they'll need to do a, a paleo or a, or, a, or a limited meat diet or whatever it is. And those needs change based on what we're exposed to. Am I going the right direction or, or am I way off track here? Well, I, I do like your answer. Uh, what about you, Daniel? Uh, yeah, and then I have one more Parting statement, then I'll leave. You know, but it's interesting, Daniel, that uh, that uh, Anthony William is talking about everyday celery juice, but then everything else has to be more uh, flexible, right? So he's talking about well, celery juice. Yeah, although yeah. I I don't run for it every day. I I'm not didn't get the fear of God in me about it. I take it when I can. Yeah. Okay. So you had another, one more point. All right, this is the one that uh, jumped off the shelf and conked me on the head. Uh, 
you may have uh, heard it more and more, but this is the first guy that uh, mentioned this, that uh, this uh, spooky philosophy that uh, autoimmune disease has to do with uh, your body turning on yourself is uh, just uh, a spooky idea that the doctors have come up with. Then you, you're thinking uh, all the time, well, my body is out to get me. I I uh I I have to 24 hours a day have to be sweating thinking that the body might turn on me in any second. That's a, a weird way to uh think of a body. Your body's your friend, your body's your lapdog. It's you don't have to uh have a philosophy like that. The doctors have dredged up something from hell. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree on that. I mean, I I can't believe you mentioned it, but uh, don't is, don't tell that, him that you agree with him. <laughs> oh my goodness! That he I, wants I to stay on the line. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry. I just, I, I just got to tell you that that uh, yeah, it's the only if you can make a person scared of their own body and their own bodily functions. I mean, we've been told that inflammation is the enemy. It's the great enemy now. It's the worst thing that happens. Inflammation. Well, your body creates inflammation in order to speed the healing process. So, um, if you can create that. Um, your liver creates ninety uh, percent of the cholesterol that anybody has, no matter their diet. No matter what their diet is, ninety percent of their cholesterol comes from their own liver. So, if you can tell a person that their own liver is their enemy, yeah, you've you've created a craziness. I totally agree with autoimmune. It autoimmune, as we've discovered, is a severe silica deficiency, and silica is an essential trace mineral that if you have too little of it, it's not your immune system going crazy and attacking you. It's your immune system doing the right job, but the cells in your body that are your human cells that are being attacked are the ones that can't identify themselves to the immune system as actually being part of your body. If they can't communicate your DNA code to your own immune system, your immune system only has two choices. Kill the unidentified object or let it live, and maybe it'll turn out to be something terrible that, that hurts you. Huh, interesting. So it, it, if it loses silica, it can no longer communicate what its DNA code is to your immune system. And it would be like, uh, you know, it would be like the Air Force identifying that there's a whole bunch of uh, jets screaming in over the Canadian border into the U.S. And they ask them to identify themselves, and they can't, and they try electrifying them, and they can't, they can't, they don't know what it is. They have a choice. Shoot them down or let them keep coming right into our airspace. That's what we see as autoimmune is that it's, it has that unlikely choice. And as soon as the radios start working in those planes, as soon as the silica is in the affected cells in the body and says, no, wait, 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 we're not foe, we're friend, and can communicate your DNA code, the, you know, everybody steps down and says, okay, it's friendlies, don't fire on them. That Is, that uh, is really... Selenium and silica uh, related, or is that total two different things? No, it's... Two, go, two go different ahead. things, and he, uh, Jacobus has both of them at his store. Selenium okay. is great for blocking arsenic. Silica is great for blocking aluminum, but silica is the one that if it drops too low, your own cells can't communicate the DNA code that prevents them from being destroyed by your immune system. And that's why you have what's called organ rejection, right, for transplanted organs. Yeah. It's because... The DNA code that is um, being broadcast from a healthy, from the cells of a healthy donor kidney, are not the right DNA code. 
your your body's saying that's not part of our body. I don't know how it got in here, but it's awfully big. We better we better attack it and break it down. Mm. You can see your immune system going after that kidney and trying to attack it because it's like it's not supposed to be here. That's not part of us. Yeah. It doesn't share the same DNA. Even if it comes from a close relative, the, the DNA code is different. Yes, it so is. what will happen is that then the doctor gives you anti-rejection drugs to basically say, stand down, no matter what DNA code it has, just don't attack anything. And that's why over time, those anti-rejection drugs can have unwanted or unintended effects because it's telling the, the immune system to basically accept everything. Yeah. All right. Well, very, very interesting. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you always listening. And uh, I hope you have a good weekend. Uh, All right. So, Burr, we're going to take a short break. Very good explanation. I want to jump on that when we come back after the break. Uh, Folks, stay tuned. Burr Golding from Positive Power Nutrition is my guest uh, this morning. And uh, we have a lot more to talk about when he comes back. We'll talk soon. So, Bert Golding with me. Uh, Absolute pleasure, Bert. What a great ending of the first hour. Thanks for uh, giving us so much good explanation. Well, you know, these were were, uh, topics that I certainly uh, haven't talked about in a long, long time, but it's very, very dear to my heart. I mean, you know, the reason that I was talking about consistency in the first hour is that that's where I've seen the real... um, amazing outcomes, even miracles that have happened is when people stick with the program. I had uh, one person that had actually uh, worked for our company. Hey, Bert, uh, I want to ask you something real quick. There's a lot of disturbance yeah. on the line. Uh, it sounds like you're outside somewhere in the wind. Uh, no. You haven't changed. No, you haven't I, moved. All right. I haven't moved. I'm in, uh, in a, a soundproof radio room where I do all of my radio calls from. <laughs> Okay, well... Did you, we'll, did, you, did you want to try call me back, get a better connection? Uh, let me see. No, now it sounds better. Sounds better now. So if it happens again, uh, we, we may have to do that. But go ahead, please. Okay. Uh, well, just there was one... Uh, um, one of our employees had these uh, bumps or nodules that went all up and down his arms and legs and on parts of his body right along the uh, lymph vessels. So it was some kind of a lymphatic lymphatic thing that caused these hard bumps or nodules, and I'm not sure exactly what it was called, but I thought, well, that's really interesting. And he had decided to, uh, this was way back in the day when people were using uh, self-hyrotophically. Now, now we're not really allowed to, to give information about that because of some uh, changed rules that the FDA had. But historically, for over 65 years, people would use cell power either straight or, or diluted, diluted on the skin. So he was putting that um, over these bumps and nodules on his skin, and he would do it, you know, every day. And uh, I, after a month, I said, well, how's it going? He goes, well, I haven't noticed any difference. I said, are you consistent? He goes, I'm doing it seven days a week. And I said, you've been doing a whole month. You haven't noticed any difference. You're continuing to do it? And he goes, yeah, yeah, it's easy to do. He says, why not? I'm just going to, nothing else has worked, nothing that's that any doctor or medical professional has given me has been able to do anything for this. He goes, why not? So he kept doing it month after month. After about uh, uh, six months, I asked him, and he goes, yeah, I don't see any difference. I said, you're still doing it every day? He goes, yeah, I'm doing it every single day. He just says, I feel like I'm supposed to. That's just the feeling he had. I'm, I'm supposed to do this. Well, right around 10 months, I went and uh, talked to him, and he goes, look. 
And every bump and nodule on both his legs and his arms had disappeared. Everything was flat. Everything looked normal. It had been 10 months. And he goes, yeah, it happened just about a week ago. He says, I didn't think it was going to take close to a year. But he consistently did what he felt was right. And I think that with any program that a person, you know, there's overnight results, that's just not, not real. You know, you can get overnight results, but you're just forcing the body to do something that's not sustainable, not maintainable. Now it's been 12 years later, and when I see him, the bumps are still gone because he was willing to do a simple little thing every day, seven days a week, and stick with it for 10 months. Yeah. And yeah. now it's been, you know, over a decade, and he's had the, the, the results of his consistency. Yes. Yeah. Bert, what I'm going to do, I'm going to call you back. Because I, okay. I could hear everything you said, but uh, we have a little bit of, there's, a, there's, there's like a wind blowing in the background, kind of. And I think okay. that uh, people don't like to listen to that. So uh, so <laughs> okay. what I'm going to do is I'm going to call you. Once we have the connection, I just put you right back on the air. Okay, one second. Okay, Thank sounds you. good. All right. Well, sorry about that, folks. Uh, but I think that you're not going to like listening to, um, to Bert if we have this uh, problem. And... I just want to, I'm not going to give out the numbers, sorry, but hopefully we can, uh, we can do that. Let's see if he is, if he's getting, all right, let's do it. No, 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 we still have, uh, still have the wind in the background. <laughs> so I don't know if it is my phone. Uh, that is not, that is very well possible. I'm going to try it one more time, Bert, one moment. Oh, you, you want to, uh, you know, let, let me call one more time. Okay. Sorry, folks. I appreciate I appreciate your patience in this. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to lose you as a uh, listener today on the program because there is so much great stuff to talk about. So please bear with me. And then we are getting you right back with Bert Golding. I don't know what this is. Hmm. Yeah. This is. Okay, so let's see what he's going to do. He's going to head. So far, so good. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay, here we go. All right, Bert, let's give that another try. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're, you're loud and clear now. Perfect. Well, then that, that, that's possible. I just realized that after uh, 20 years, things fail, like, uh, like the headset I use for radio. I guess maybe it's just time to replace it. So what do you have? Right, what are you using now? No more headset? Yeah, just the, just the normal phone. Oh, boy. Well, we can try it again during the break and see if it works. No, that's okay. Uh, this is good. All right. Live radio for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, good. Well, I think this is going to be, make a big difference because if people have to listen to this wind the whole time or this disturbance, the cracking, they're going to change the channel and we don't want to lose them because yeah, there's so much yeah. good stuff you're talking about. Now, um, talking about alkalizing and alkaline, uh, alkaline forming foods, um, it's interesting because I, I was looking at this article and it talks about all these foods and they say, you know, alkaline food, al- uh, alkaline is the, the way to go. Well, you, you have said before, when it comes to working with your pH, you, I think you say between 7.1 and 7.4 is where you want to be. Is that correct? Yeah, 7.1 to 7.5 is the pH healing range um, on a fasting saliva test. 
Now, if if a person's been, you know, read some book and there's probably 60 different books that have been written about testing urine pH, if, if you're testing your urine, that's not going to give you an accurate picture as to what your whole body is. Yeah, because um, it it's really only, only can Yeah. yeah. It, it really only will give you information about maybe kidney health or bone health. But if you want the health of your whole body, you want to test your saliva. Hmm. Okay. And on a fasting test, meaning when the saliva is an indicator of what all the clear fluids in the body are pH-wise, is when it's been at least three hours since you've had any food or beverage except for water. Okay. Okay. So it, it's, it's really important to know what that is. Now, if, if as soon as you eat, your saliva changes because it starts putting in enzymes in the saliva like amylase to help break down carbohydrates. So that's why you have to wait until all of that is out of the saliva. So you're getting just a true picture. Um, when you wake up first thing in the morning, Jacobus, and, and uh, our family still does this once a week, you don't want to do it daily, you don't want to do it multiple times a day, but just one time a week. So on Sunday mornings is when our family had set aside that when we wake up, before we brush our teeth, before we eat or drink anything, we will go ahead and uh, salivate and drool into like a little plastic picnic spoon. Um, it's better if it's not a metal spoon. So you, you put saliva in there, and then you take a, a laboratory-grade or clinical-grade test strip, like the ones you have in your store, yeah. and you put that um, right into saliva, and now the new test strips that we have, we used to always sell a pack of 100, and that was great when the whole family was testing each other. So if you have four people um, testing themselves and recording it every week, that would give you a six-month supply for four people. But now we found that uh, even to keep them more fresh and, and better, that there's that new 25 strips in a pack, very inexpensive. You know, they, they retail, uh, suggested retails around $6, $7 for 20, uh, 25 test yeah, strips. Yeah, that's a and great they, price. They're just 25 and, weeks. And, yeah, and, and they're, they work with less saliva. It used to be you had to have a full uh, plastic spoonful, so you'd have to salivate quite a bit to get the saliva almost up to the very top. Now these test strips will work in, in less of a sample. If it's at least a half or two-thirds of a spoonful of saliva, it's enough to get them to react. Huh. And instead of having to wait uh, two full minutes to get results, now it's in 10 to 15 seconds. Wow. You get the result and the huh. color because it's got more of the chemical on the strip. You would never put the strip in your mouth. You would always make sure you put that you collect the saliva like in a plastic spoon. You put that in there. After 10 or 15 seconds, you would compare it to the color chart that comes with the, the test strips, the one that has the numbers on the chart, that the nice big squares on there. And then you would record that. Now, the last step is really important because a lot of times people are saying, oh, well, you know, if I'm 6.5 or 7.25 or whatever it is, I'll remember it. They don't write it down. We all always think, oh, yeah, our, our memory is good. Our memory is infallible. Please write it down on a calendar or a chart because after um, talking to other people, seeing what they have, you know, you're not going to remember a half hour later yeah. exactly what it is. You, you want to be precise. You want to be consistent and test yourself once a week. Yes. Okay. So as our family did that, uh, even when all of our children who are all adults now, but uh, when all of our children were still at home, we would do this on a weekly basis as a family. And it took a couple of months before every single family member was in that healing range of 7.1 to 7.5. And uh, really exciting when we all got there, when the whole family was in that range, we don't, you no longer are worrying about some strange 
illness or disease that just pops up out of nowhere because it doesn't pop out of nowhere. The, 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 your pH score is the first warning system that something is amiss in your body. Yes, yes. If, if you test, it's the first warning system. If you're not testing yourself on a weekly basis, then it can't warn you at all. It's true. You know, Bert, you mentioned earlier the top five um, uh, things that are important to uh, for our overall health. And water was number one, high-quality water, uh, sunshine, number two, number three, sleep, number four, food, and number five, supplements. The uh, What I feel, uh, yes, water is very important, but what is your experience there are these concepts going on about drinking a lot of water. You know, you got to take a gallon of water a day. And I, I tell people, uh, you know, if you try to clean your driveway, you use water. You hose it down and all the dirt goes away. And I think sometimes we need that dirt because it has a benefit, some of that dirt. And I have a feeling that when you drink that much water, you simply flush out nutrients. And I often find that people follow the protocol of a gallon a day or almost a gallon a day. And then I find out they really don't feel that good. And so I tell them, I said, in my opinion, you need to put minerals in the water uh, in order to actually replenish what you have. Plus, if you have minerals, minerals hold on to fluids and therefore you don't feel that thirsty the whole time. So you may actually get by with less water, uh, maybe half a gallon in a day and then but you are now supplying nutrients back into the system and so since you and i have talked i do every day i do the silica in my water when i go to the gym uh, i put uh, and so for the listeners that is one drop of silica because daniel i think is listening and he may be interested in this uh, one drop per one ounce so if you do 16 ounces 16 drops now the cell power which is a beautiful product that is having its 70th anniversary this year, as you mentioned, is a different product, and you only use one drop per three ounces of water. So it goes a lot longer. Um, what is your thought about drinking, 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 drinking uh, the whole time w- without adding anything to it? Because you say high-quality water, then I probably would not do distilled water in that case because it depletes you of minerals. What are your thoughts about distilled water? Uh, uh, what is quality water for you? Well, I have to agree with what you're saying, Jacobus, about making sure you get adequate minerals. That's that's uh, that's key. I mean, I would say most people are way too low on their trace mineral levels in their yeah. body. Yeah. But but at the same time, our family over the last uh, 26 years has really. Um, been drinking nothing except distilled water. Uh, yeah. The whole family, you know, uh, my wife, our, our uh, nine children, um, myself, it's been distilled water for 26 years, and people are like, well, wouldn't you be mineral deficient? Well, we make sure that they get uh, minerals in a lot of that water by adding it back in, but you want to start with the cleanest water. For people that say, oh, well, I get the minerals from spring water, you have to really have somebody stop and analyze what those minerals are in the spring water. So much of it is toxins. So here's here's what we do as a guideline, is that for every um, adult, you know, all the way from a 90-pound, 90-year-old uh, woman all the way up to, uh, you know, a 300-pound, 20, 20-year-old 20 man, um, you've got uh, uh, 
right around a gallon is what you need to get. And a lot of that, on a daily basis, should have really good minerals. What what minerals do you use with your water, Jacobus? Well, I, I put in your silica. Um, almost in every glass I drink, I add the silica drops. And now and then, I uh, during the day, I switch it up and put some uh, cell power uh, drops in the water. And so then I drink. So there's always something in my water. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and those have... Uh, um, some minerals that come from the fruits and vegetables and everything else, but when I want to get trace minerals in my family, we use something like the concentrates. Yeah, from the trace minerals. Mineral yes, but 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 we put that in a separate glass from the silica, the cell power. So you know, it's um, you know, I probably have my uh, once a year. I get my trace mineral levels tested in the body. Oh yeah, and if they're low. If they're low, then I will want to at least take concentrate drops uh, every day in one of the glasses that doesn't have cell power or super silica. Um, since I have distilled water, then I don't want to drink it just as distilled plain, you know, hardly ever. But I start out with that totally clean water, which is distilled or reverse osmosis, which is purified. And yeah, then, but it's not uh, the same. I'm, That's not the same. Yeah. Right? I mean, reverse, yeah, I, mean I have reverse osmosis, but uh, it is definitely cleaner. But my understanding is the minerals are still left in it. Uh, no, it's it's ninety nine point nine nine percent mineral free as reverse osmosis. Oh, that's I never because, knew that. I thought distilled was so unique that all the minerals yeah, well, are taken well, out. Well, distilled is ten times cleaner because it's called uh, five nine, so it's ninety nine point nine 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 percent distilled. So it's ten times cleaner than reverse osmosis. But both of them really don't have any minerals left because the minerals that you get in tap water or well water are the kind that you don't ever want to have in your body. I'm not saying it was always that way. If you go back maybe 40 years ago, you could get really clean minerals in your spring water, but right or or well water. Yeah. Right now, you you've got uh, um, almost every single well in the United States is polluted from the fracking that's going on, where they're pushing um, completely. Uh, fatal poisons into the water table in order to extract more natural gas. Yes. So with this fracking going on with uh, millions of fracking sites just in the continental United States, you want to make sure that you've got clean water. So reverse osmosis has this membrane that will collect and stop everything except the H2O. Only the H2O, the water goes through. So it's very, very clean. But yes, what you had said, Jacobus, I think is really, really important is if you're doing the, the distilled or the purified, the reverse osmosis, is to make sure you're adding in trace minerals, um, you know, maybe once a week, extra, more than just what the silica or the cell power is, because there's not a lot of minerals that in order to keep the electrical potential super high, yeah. um, then it's, you know, if you have anything with, with minerals, you've got cell power, which has electric potential of 6 million. So that's like 120 times higher than the uh, fresh-picked raspberry that holds that world record for food. So instead of uh, 26,000, it's at 6 million. So what is that? Maybe, I don't know, uh, so much more high. Yeah, but but yeah. what happens with the silica is it has electro potential around 3 million. Why? Mm -hmm. Because the silica particles are in there, which lowers the electrical potential because of the minerals. So, so have, you know, I would prefer liquid minerals like the concentrates, that's what our family always has, that blue bottle at home, and we use it probably once a month, sometimes more often. But don't put it in the same glass as the supercilic or the cell power. Correct. That's, uh, that's how I do it since I talk to you. 
Um, I I really think that the consi- here you have it again consistency. You start going on it, and you just make sure that these bottles are sitting right there where you where you fill your water for the day or um, when you drink a glass. You just uh, you just do that. But a gallon is a lot of water. I think it is. It, it it's a tremendous amount. But here's here's where we really see that that there is that there is no option because some people will drink less than a gallon, of course. But you know, I, I have some people that say, "Oh no, I could never drink that much." And you ask them, and they they say, "Well, I drink sixteen ounces a day. Sixteen ounces a day, it leads to one of now what is the, one of the top ten causes of death in the United States. I mean, this includes you know, in the top ten, you've got everything from from heart disease and cancer and and all of these crazy things in the top 10. But now in the top 10, just in the last two years, is dehydration. Correct. Dehydration is now a top 10 killer in the U.S. Mm. Wow. And it's from people not having enough water. Now, a gallon's a lot, but it, here's the places where they absolutely would have to do it. If I'm working with somebody and they're trying to uh, get rid of the poisons, the toxins, and they're going for uh, uh, weight loss, because they've they've got uh, way too much garbage stored in their body, and so they say, oh, I, I really need to lose 20 or 30 or 50 pounds. Then if they're not doing a gallon of water a day, it's just not going to flush out those poisons that cause the weight gain. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, but, good, but I have I, to agree with you, Jacobus, that, that if you're drinking that much water, you've got to have good minerals. Yeah, otherwise you're just uh, de- depleting yourself. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take another short break. Uh, When we come back, I want to continue with this because this is very interesting to me and it's a very practical advice for our listeners. So, folks, Bert Golding from Positive Power Nutrition is my guest on Gesundheit with Jacobus. We will be right back. So, Bert, uh, thanks so much for being with me this morning. We are halfway. We're already on the way home right now. So thanks for being with me today. Oh, I love being on. I, it, does this connection sound okay to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are connected. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Okay, so, well, this this is, uh, yeah, you, you brought up so many good topics, you know, and, and since you talk, you know, we go down the list where water is the, the top item for energy in the body. It it really is. There was a... Uh, um, a peer-reviewed article in a major uh, scientific um, uh, magazine yeah. that came out in 2011 that talked about the number one source of energy for the body being water, and that the body does a um, like a photosynthesis process like plants, but it's actually twice as powerful as what a plant will do. Huh. So it's saying that most of the energy we get, uh, it does not come from the food we eat because it takes so much energy to, to digest the food and get it down to the small enough size to enter it in the cells that we're only getting out of all of the uh, stored energy, all of the calories in the food that we are, that by the time it gets into the cells, that um, 95 to 98% of the energy in the food has been expended just to break it down, and transport it to your cells. So you're not really getting, you know, if you have a a 1,000 calories of good, good foods, you're maybe ending up with 50 calories of energy that actually reaches the inside of your cells. Wow. Uh, Yeah, I might have to think that that article. That makes sense. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so they're saying that you know, if if we truly were going to get all the energy that we need each day to support the human body, we would have to um, uh, eat over three hundred pounds of food per day. Wow. Um, and so, all the rest of that energy is coming from the water we drink, from the sunshine uh, that that hits our skin, and from the ability of the body to rearrange this and store the energy during the uh, sleep process. And if we can't sleep, a person that has insomnia that hears this on the radio, a lot of times will just go, I don't want to listen to that because I'm stuck. I, I can't sleep at night. Is that even if you have insomnia and you're not going into uh, REM sleep, if you just lie still, relax in your bed, keep your eyes closed, and be prepared for sleep, and even if you go all night long, seven or eight hours, you never fall asleep uh, maybe you're dozing, but you never really enter into REM sleep, you're still going to get over 90% of the benefits of sleep from just resting with your eyes closed as long as you're not stressing out, as long as you're just willing to go with the flow and let your body, you know, do yeah. what it needs to do. Yeah. yeah you know, what, most people that talk about insomnia, they're fighting their body. You know, they're like, oh, I can't sleep again. Oh, I can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, try to relax. And, if you When you yeah. want to sleep, try to relax. That's That's not... Boy, that will take a lot of discipline. I know yogis uh, in the East who have mastered this, they literally can just lie down and be totally out for 30 minutes and then get up and that's all the sleep they need. Uh, that's very interesting. But in your case, you say lay still, but I tell you what, my mind will be going crazy uh, laying awake for a half hour, 45 minutes and say, God, I can't sleep. But, uh, I know there's, there's a lot of articles this year by um, a lot of scientific journals about uh, what's been successful. And one of them is saying, you know, just every time something comes to your mind, just try to clear the mind. You don't have to, you don't have to count sheep. You don't have to count backwards from 100 like they do when they're giving you uh, anesthesia. <laughs> Yeah, with all, all the, with all the sheep, with all the sheep I have counted, I should be a shepherd by now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, it's just it's just clear that I just relax, and yeah. then you've got to allow your body to sleep when it wants to. Yeah. And if if the only time that you want to sleep is in the afternoon, you've got to work, you can't do it. Then find a day of the week when you can just take that afternoon nap. And I think we've talked about this on the show before, Jacobus, but every hour of sleep between 12 noon, now right now we're on day, uh, daylight savings time, so 12.45 is the real solar noon. It's the real noon, not looking at our clocks. Yeah. But sol solar noon is when is when the sun is uh, directly overhead no matter where you're at on the planet. So at solar noon until sunset, every hour of sleep that you get up to three hours maximum in a nap is worth um, not just double, but it's worth four times as much as sleep from midnight to sun uh, to noon. From midnight to noon, every hour that you sleep is worth a half of an hour mm. as far as effective sleep hours. And from uh, noon, which is now closer to one o'clock with the time change, but from one o'clock to sunset during the summer, Every hour is worth two whole hours, so that's four times as much as that half hour. So again, when you're getting up at uh, five or five thirty, go do your exercise. That's great because you're not um, wasting time on sleep that is only one fourth as powerful as that afternoon nap. <laughs> yeah, and every, I, I don't take and, naps. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, and then everything from. 
from sunset to midnight. So let's say a person that gets to bed at uh, 8, 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. is getting so much more effective sleep hours than someone that gets to bed at midnight or after. Yes. So um, you've got one hour for one hour. So if you sleep from 6 p.m. to midnight, that's six effective sleep hours, which is the ideal for an adult, six effective sleep hours. Now, to get that, if you're doing the farmer's schedule from 8 p.m. to 4 a.m., yeah. you're still getting effective six effective sleep hours. It's just taking you eight hours to do it. Yeah, I see. Hmm. So I know that, that that may sound like it's hard to keep track of, but again, get to bed earlier. Sleep when your body wants to sleep. You know, so many people, they get tired at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. They're like, oh, no, no, I, I, I don't want to be tired right now. So they'll go out and walk or jog or do jumping jacks or whatever else to try to, to stop their body from wanting to sleep, and maybe that's what you have to do. Or they take the five-hour energy drinks. Yeah, 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 those kinds of things, Yeah, which is is definitely not what the body is asking for. No. You know, and in the scriptures, it talks about if if, um, a son asks his father for a loaf of bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks him for a fish, will he give him a a serpent, you know, electric eel? Yeah. Well, sometimes our body is asking for sleep, and we're giving it exercise. And it's it's asking for uh, water, and we give it food. Yes. So many times we do not give. I mean, I always tell people, they go, oh, I'm just so hungry, I'm just so hungry. I said, well, well, have have a 16-ounce glass of water. Um, and if they go, oh, it helps a little bit. Well, then wait a couple of minutes and have another 16-ounce glass of water. And put I some said, minerals in you, it. Put some minerals or oxygen minerals. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and put some really good minerals in it or put some silica or cell power in it, and you've got... Then after those two glasses, then find out how hungry you are. Yes, you know, and I I agree with you. Don't don't uh, drink immediately before a meal or during a meal. I mean, there's a lot of benefits in that or after a meal. But but still, if you think that you're hungry, sometimes you're just really really thirsty, and we identify that as hunger. Yes, inst- instead of thirst. Yes, which I, really I can is. totally agree with that. I uh, I'm guilty as charged. <laughs> sometimes oh, I just too. eat something. <laughs> That's right. Well, we have a caller who would like to ask you a question. Good morning, caller. Thank you for your patience. What's your name? How can we help you? Uh, hi, Jacobus. I'm Dennis. I'm listening on 1450. Thank you, Dennis. Um, so the silica supplements, I was reading up on that, and some silica supplements have thiamines in it, and long-term use of that, those supplements with thiamines will strip your body of vitamin B1. So what I was wondering is which brand of silica supplements are free from the thiamanese um, enzyme? Okay. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I do know that uh, you've got silica supplements that are based on uh, plants. Horsetail like horse or shiftgrass. Yeah. Or... Yeah, she grass or even bamboo. There's a lot of yep. uh, and and you can't take a lot of that because uh, it it can develop all kinds of crazy things that uh, that the body can't get rid of. Um, I do know that if it's a liquid silica, you want to get the smallest particle size that you possibly can. Um, and there there is no thiamines uh, in super silica. Yeah, so but, that that is um, that we have to make that clear, Dennis. Uh, Bird is working with a product that has a very long history, but it was kind of lost, right? Bird, you you discovered this, well, and 
What happened exactly? Well, what, what is the silica, the super silica? The super silica uh, was discovered 61 years ago. And that's amazing. And basically, it's, it's a, a, a very, very small. Uh, the particles of silica are between um, 10 to 150 nanometers in uh, size. So it's small enough that without any digestion, it can go um, right into the cells. And as a matter of fact, when people put the drops of silica in their water and then as they drink it just at a normal pace, as you're, um, it uh, is absorbed before it ever reaches the stomach. So it's very, very small particles of silica, and then each one of them has a slight positive electrical charge because the fact that it has some cell power in the formula, which allows the body to be able to absorb it. So you're getting as high as 30 times the absorption of a horsetail or bamboo capsule. Hmm. So super silica is thiamine free. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm almost positive. I, I will check with our lab, but but yeah, there's no. In other words, you're saying thiamine is an enzyme that they add to silica. No, uh, thiamine is in silica, and uh, it creates long-term silica ingestion will create because of the thiamine in the silica will strip your body of uh, particularly vitamin B1. B, uh, are you talking about B1, the B from boy, or the D from dog? B from boy. Yeah, the, the, so thiamine is, uh, thiamine is vitamin B1. Uh, right, thiamine. So the thiamine enzyme will strip your body. If your long-term silica use uh, ingestion will, if it has thiamine in it, it will strip your body of thiamine. And you'll end up being deficient in that. And so, the the caution, the caution on uh, from WebMD is to uh, not overuse or uh, keep track of your vitamin B one, your thiamine um, in your body if you're using silica supplements. Yeah. See, silica does not contain thiamines as itself. Silica is um, one part silicon, two parts oxygen. So it's a living, breathing silicon. So like the silicon that's in uh, electronics, computer chips, your phone, whatever, that, uh, solar cells all have silicon. But that's, that's not uh, flexible. That's just, you know, for, for electronic circuitry. Silica is a silicon dioxide with the two oxygen, uh, two oxygen ions attached to that. It has the same structure as what makes up most of the Earth's crust. So thiamines, yeah, thiamines would be an enzyme that would help the body um, break down thiamine so it could be used more properly. But you're right, if somebody's adding that to their silica supplement, then over time, just like you said, it's not like immediate, but over time, it could uh, break down the thiamine to the point where it would leave the body. But yeah, yeah, silica, yes. So, so, so silica itself has the amazing ability to be both for strong structure, like for the structure of bones, and for flexibility, which would be all of the connective tissue. And right. We have so, so much. Go ahead. But, so anyway, uh, the cautionary tale from WebMD is that the silicon supplement products often contain thiamines. Okay. 
Well, I'll have to find out which ones, because I think that's something that Jacobus should talk about on his show, because I think that it really has to do with, again, how how are people... I mean, so many silica products, um, some people say, well, can't I just take diametaceous earth for my silica needs? And I say, well, diametaceous earth in capsules is a really good thing for helping to clean out the, the colon, the large intestine, but you almost absorb uh, zero of the amount of silica it contains because the particles are just way too yeah, big. That's a good point. And there, there's nothing to break it down. Yeah. So it's, the whole process on super silica is that the particles of silica and super silica have to be so small that it could actually pass through two layers of solid glass um, to get the silica that we use in our product. It starts out on one side, and as it's being um, dissolved and gets smaller and smaller, it has to go from one glass column through the glass and through a second layer of glass into a second glass column of liquid. It has to be that small. I mean, you can see that if you start putting super silica into your um, uh, glass tumbler, your glass drinking glass, yeah. as you'll well, see that so, it starts to enter in through the glass because of the small size. So in my particular case, I'm an older gentleman, 65, and uh, I'm, I'm looking for supplements that will make me healthier, increase my stamina, and, uh, you know, stuff like that, and... So I was thinking, well, silica sounds like a nice supplement. I may be deficient, and I should probably get some test strips and and other supplements that I've been looking at. I've, normally, I take I take vitamin B supplements, uh, sublingual supplements, yeah. on a regular basis. And uh, but I just recently learned about silica, yes, and 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 the connective tissue, and and you know, as you know, as we grow older our connective tissue and our joints start to act up. And so I thought maybe if I supplemented a little bit of silica and then also your mineral supplements as well. Yeah. And uh, so um, so I'm going to start adding that to my daily regimen, the, the mineral supplements and the silica, but I want to get the right product. Yes, but there is something about the fermentation process in the super silica that uh, makes it very different, as uh, li- like Bird is saying, than the regular silica tablets and capsules you buy, which are made from either bamboo or from horsetail. Uh, the other name is shave grass. Uh, they're much harder. They're much harder product. It's almost the difference between a uh, a calcium carbonate versus a calcium uh, glyconate or a calcium orotate. Uh, much smaller particles, much uh, much different form that has a higher absorbability. So I, I, I'm curious to hear, then, or to find out, Dennis, what the sources of material are that WebMD is talking about because there are so many silica products on the market, but the super silica from Positive power nutrition is a complete different animal, in my opinion. Unless you, Bert, tell me now that it is bamboo no, no, no. shade it, grass. It is. I mean, it's yeah, a complete not, different not animal. All, it is just yeah, a not, yeah. Not all silica supplements are created equal. And the other thing too is that rather than just going to WebMD, if you get a chance to go out to uh, nih.gov, um, the National Institute of Health, and just do a, a quick um, check uh, on. University studies on the benefits of silica, 
It's just amazing. There are there have been more studies on the essential trace mineral silica than on any other nutrient. There's more studies than on vitamin C. It has more studies on silica than um, than on vitamin B1 or any of the Bs or vitamin D. So, As a matter of fact, if you take the total number of university studies on all other nutrients and add them all up, face the total still doesn't reach the number of studies done on silica. So bottom line on my personal end is that uh, the good Lord blessed me with a good constitution, a strong constitution. At my age, 65, I, I am not on any medication. Good for you. And the only time that uh, I, I have to deal with inflammation and occasionally I will take an NSAID. And uh, so usually just for convenience sake, I'll take, uh, um, what is that? The Advil, what is it? Tylenol, Advil, ibuprofen, anything like that? Well, ibuprofen, yeah. So yeah. I stay away from acetafetamin, but I usually go ibuprofen because it's easier on my stomach. But then I, when I do that, I drink lots of water because it's. Uh, if you don't drink lots of water with ibuprofen, then it's hard on your liver. But uh, anyway, so... I, I want to maintain this. I, I have a, a strong distrust over the pharmaceutical companies and all the drugs. That, and uh, like, for instance, like say, for instance, uh, they tell me that my cholesterol is too high and I need to start on statin drugs. I refuse. I won't do it. Statin drugs, there's so many side effects from statin drugs that are dilatorious to your body compared to uh, the beneficial effects. and the, And so... I want to maintain my health, and uh, if I can do that, a little an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, as they say, and uh, if I can supplement with silica and uh, mineral supplements and uh, add that to my daily supplement regimen, which is usually a, a sublingual vitamin B complex and uh, vitamin C is my primary, and then I'll take a multivitamin with a high absorption rate, which is usually a chewable or a liquid form of yep. multivitamin because at our age, our absorption rate drops. So yes, yes. That's what, on my personal end, that's my main goal. Yes. Now, I want to say one thing. Unless you you take anti-inflammatories, Dennis, because you've been exercising and you got a little sore, that's one thing. But if you have some something of a chronic inflammation, trust me, it is your body telling you that it's lacking something or that something else is going on. So I, I just want to say as a warning, uh, just because you don't take any supplements or you don't go to a doctor doesn't mean you can ignore when the body is telling you something. So, uh, I, and, and at 65, I, I trust you. You're doing everything as good as you can. Uh, and I really appreciate you calling because you're saying, hey, maybe there is something that I may want to try adding into this and see what it does to my body. You are going to be happily surprised when you try the silica, super silica, and or the trace minerals in your water. And and I would say both with the silica uh, and as Bert mentioned, do it in set different glasses. So one, you take the super silica, there's one, one drop per ounce. And um, and the, so the same with the trace minerals, I would say one drop per ounce. And then what about uh, the timing? Oh, that doesn't matter. You know, well, I would say wait a half hour, forty five minutes, or something between those. But okay. uh, that's it. That sounds good. Well, all, all right. right. Well, I listen to your show, Jacobus. Thank really you, Dennis. Appreciate all the help you guys you give to us who 
uh, are out here trying to be homeopathic. And, yeah, right. uh, I know you're coming up on a hard break, so yes. I'll just ring off. Thank you so much, Dan. It's all the best. Happy Father's Day tomorrow. Bye-bye. All right. We got to take a break uh, for the second hour already. Now we're going to go into the third hour. Just one more hour with Bert Golding. I would like him every day on the show. See you in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Bert, absolute pleasure to have you with me on the show again. I, I could talk to you every week, and uh, I'm sure we always have stuff to cover. I, I love it. And when you uh, call me uh, sometimes during the week and we get talking, I, oh, my goodness, I could just uh, I could just discuss these things for hours. You have a, just a wealth of knowledge, Jacobus. Well, that goes uh, both ways, then, in this case, because I'm just always surprised that, there's no, that there is no surprise for you. Uh, when somebody asks a question, it's uh, you. You have heard about it, or studied it, or uh, have you know seen practical applications done by it. So I really appreciate your insights in many of the topics we discuss. And um, I don't know that that health pool that just played. Um, I think I really feel very positive about that because I I do believe that Western medicine, allopathic medicine, and nat- and the so called the real natural medicine should all work together. It is just uh, very difficult to integrate them uh, on a on a how you call it a legal level. I think that the 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 allopathic feels uh, that they should not be integrating because they have the patents and they feel that they got the answers. But um, I think people as as people we should be able to say, okay, we use Western medicine when needed, and what can we do? to really start feeling a high quality of life. And, and what this, this previous caller, Dennis, brought up was indeed one of those uh, things that he says, you know, I really feel I'm blessed with good health and I really don't take much. If something comes up, I, I take a little bit of NSAID, uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, but in general, he's really trying to take care of his health. And apparently he has a great story to tell about how he has been successful at that. And there are some people who are not that fortunate. Uh, they have either been in an accident, they've had birth uh, birth defects or something that happened genetically that they have carried along with them in their life, or they have been in traumatic events and it has affected their body, mind, or spirit, and they have more challenges. So it's always great to talk to somebody who says, you know what, I really feel blessed that things have been going my way and and i've been protected at times Uh, but it is also to understand that those who have not been that fortunate that there are things out there to improve the quality of your life or at least maintain where you're at so that it doesn't get any worse what are your thoughts about that well yeah my uh wife and i have tried a lot of different uh um therapies or modalities for health over the years, and just about a year ago was the first time that we started seeing an acupuncturist on a regular basis, but that's only because one of the uh, people that has used cell power and super silica with his customers and uh, his independent health food store down here, he's an iridologist, and he just said, look, you need to come check out this acupuncturist. I know she's an hour away from where you live. But she's really unique. You need to do that. So you've got friends that say, you know, give this a try. And we did, and it was just amazing. So I think we're trying to keep an open mind on all these things. Yes. Yeah, it's it's good. Now, I do have a caller on hold, but a caller, please hang in there, uh, because somebody asked a question on a text line. 
the question is, do you get the same benefits at 32 ounces per setting or 16 ounces per setting equal it up to about a gallon through the day? Or does it matter? Does it not matter as long as you get one gallon in your day? So what what do you think that means? What what are they asking? What he's asking is uh, if I drink 32 ounces in one sitting or 16 ounces in one sitting, as long as it is one gallon in a day, is that what you recommend? Or do you say just, uh, you know, drink water, sip, sip four ounces, do eight ounces, do 16 ounces, do um, whatever you want? You... Yeah, it, it's whatever works for you. I mean, I, I get to the point where um, sometimes I'll drink... 16 ounces at a time, but more often during the day, uh, I try to spread it out because it's so easy on my body. So I think I've talked about this before, but what I do is I'll set an alarm on my phone and rather than turn off the alarm, uh, I'll just hit snooze. And so it snoozes it for nine minutes. So I drink one or two swallows of water out of my glass every nine minutes. I see. And by doing that, it's so easy. If I do that from the time I wake up, Usually by uh, before dinner time, about 4 p.m., I already have a gallon of water in me. Just oh. just at one swallow every nine minutes, um, mm. a person will get a gallon without even... It's not difficult at all. I think if you sit down and say, I'm going to drink 32 ounces all at once, that, that might be difficult for some people. Yeah. So okay. it's, it's whatever allows you to... you know, And this applies to everything in our, in our uh, health program. It's whatever allows you to do it. A lot of people are are saying, oh, well, you know, should I take all my supplements at, at one sitting, just one time a day, or should I spread it out during the day? I think it's whatever allows an individual to be consistent and not fall off their program. Yeah, I see. Hmm. I mean, that, that would be my answer. What, what's your experience, Jacobus? I, I, I have to agree with your answer because I think we get the same thing. If you If you drink that much all at once, it is too much for your body. It, it could be a shock to the body to drink 32 ounces at once. 16 ounces I can see, but I would say more like an 8 to 10 ounces is probably just a regular glass that people drink, and you drink that, and uh, in your case, you do sips. But even that, it if you do uh, even that, I'm talking about the, the, the 10, 12 ounces of water in a regular glass, um, that is a lot because that takes about nine swigs or something, nine swallows to get that glass down. So you're adding yeah. quite a bit into your stomach that needs to be processed right away. But uh, I, I want to I come back also to what, and, and I want to make this part of the conversation. My suggestion to everybody is, especially as you get older and you have less stomach acid, do yourself a favor, don't drink a lot of liquid 45 minutes before you eat, let the stomach acid build up so it can help you liquefy the food that goes in. Once you're eating, don't drink either because now the acid is mixing with the food that you're eating. And then don't drink for 45 minutes after you're done eating because now the acid is actually liquefying the food. So let it do that process. If you start drinking in that time, now I the exception is... If you want to sip liquid in that, let's say, two-hour period, half-hour eating, 45 minutes before, 45 minutes after, about an hour, hour and a half, two hours, if you, if you need to drink because you have 
problems with your esophagus or you're afraid you're going to choke on something, of course, sip some water, but don't drink seven ounces at once. But if you have seven or eight ounces in that whole two-hour period and sip it, if you need it, go ahead and do so. If not, just don't don't do it and watch how your digestion is going to change. In my opinion, we shouldn't mess with what the stomach's function is, which is really liquefying the food so it can be further breaking down. And that was an issue that you brought up earlier, and then I'm going to talk to the caller on the phone. The uh, uh, the fact that food cannot digest that quickly, so drinking, the absorption gets a lot better. And I, I have told people, too, when you're hungry, the reason why so many people grab a snack or they grab something that is a carbohydrate because as soon as it hits the tongue, it goes already to the brain. The brain registers it and says, okay, we can think again. You drink a glass of orange juice, you have a bit, a little bit of sugar or whatever you take, whatever, it could all be organic, it doesn't matter. Your brain recognizes it right away. But if you say, oh boy, I'm, I'm hungry, uh, let me get the grill going and then uh, let me get a piece of meat here or fish and I'm going to salt and pepper it, and I'm going to fry that now, and then I'm going to sit down and eat with all my vegetables, and you're going to say, okay, now I have to digest it. I can't drink. So it's going to be two hours before it gets to the cells, if that. And I said, nobody has time for that. You're hungry, you're hungry. you got to do something. In your case, you said, have a glass of water. Take one or two glasses of water, and then see how you feel after that, especially if you add some minerals to it or cell power or the silica and see how your body is working so that's very good advice and i appreciate you said that bert is golding is my guest let's see what what do we want to talk about bert because i got i got uh, so many questions um oh the oxygenation of our body uh, because positive power nutrition oxygen what what is so important i understand you know it is a cliche it is a cliche well we got to oxygenate the system i would like you to explain to us what you understand about oxygenating the system well we can only survive about maybe 3 minutes without oxygen getting to our cells so it's it's the uh, the thing that has to be happening constantly in our bodies. Um, you know, for people that have been deprived oxygen for four or five or ten minutes, a lot of times they just never return to normal. So out of, you know, our brain tissue needs it, but all of the tissue does. So it's just one of those things that, that has to get to the body. And we've got two forms of oxygen in the body. One is um, oxidative, what we call the free radicals, and that's oxygen that exists in the um, single atom or single ion, uh, I guess that's the, the oxygen species, as they call it, would be an O1 positive. It's one positively charged uh, atom of oxygen, and that is a free radical, and that is to help get enzyme activity and metabolic activity going, but if that gets too high, then we need to consume other things that have a high ORAC value or that are antioxidants to, to keep the, uh, the free radicals from getting too high or out of control. But that's not the breathable oxygen that the body uses. That would be two um, oxygen atoms, one with a positive charge, one with a negative charge, so it forms an O2, which is stable. It's not going to split apart because of, of the... Uh, uh, the fact that opposites attract. So O2 
is something that has to go into each cell. And if our cell membrane is locked down, if it doesn't have electricity, it blocks everything from water, oxygen, nutrients, fuel, even messenger hormones can't get into that cell. So how oxygen gets in the body, Jacobus, maybe maybe we've talked about this before. I I don't know, but um, everyone thinks that all of our oxygen comes from breathing. It comes in through the lungs. And it turns out that only about 75% of the oxygen that we need on a daily basis comes through our breathing. I see. The other twenty-five percent comes through our skin. Hmm. Hmm. So what is what does that make you think of it in terms of people that that put on a lot of heavy lotions and creams all over their skin? I see. It blocks the pathways. Yeah, it blocks the oxygen. I, I mean, they. I guess uh, a lot of these uh, stories have have some basis to it out of Hollywood, saying that you know people that would paint all of their skin like the the Tin Man on the Wizard of Oz, or the uh, the girl on the James Bond movie that painted her skin all gold, is that yeah. they found out that by covering all the skin with that layer of paint, within about an hour or two, the person was uh, was passing out from lack of oxygen. They had to wow. try to get it off their body. Wow. Um, there's a lot of truth to that. Sometimes people exaggerate what happened, but that's that's the the real part of it. So it means that at since we can't survive just on lung oxygen alone, it has to come through the skin. We have a third source of oxygen, and that's when your body takes the water that you drink, you know, whether that's a half gallon or three quarts or a full gallon of water a day. When it takes that water, and the body will use its electrical energy to split apart or disassociate the water molecule, and you end up with, out of H2O, you've got two hydrogen ions, which are used to power the immune system, and then you've got one oxygen ion, which by itself is not breathable, but if you take two water molecules and you break it down, you end up with four hydrogen ions, which is used for ammunition for your immune system to get rid of invaders, and then you've got two oxygen ions that form a breathable O2. So that's one of the things that the cell power supplement drops is that it more easily helps the body with the higher electrical energy to be able to break apart those water molecules. And that means you can have fresh, it's called nascent. Nascent is newborn, but it's fresh, nascent, newborn oxygen molecules, which are O2 breathable, can occur anywhere in the body at any cell which means your body can create new oxygen in the fingertips without it having to come through the skin or through the lungs. Wow. Now, is, is that too technical or is that okay? Yes, it is way too technical. <laughs> okay. I'm just kidding. It's all good. It's all oh, good, but I want to get okay. a caller on. I want to get a caller on, Bert, and then we continue okay. the conversation. Good morning, caller. Thanks for calling back. <laughs> what's, your, <laughs> what's your name? How can we help you? Um, yeah, I was just wondering... Um, so naturopaths will often prescribe a bone broth or a collagen protein in conjunction with um, prescribing silica. Um, is there a symbiotic effect with that? Why, you know, to treat autoimmune diseases, why do they do those in conjunction, the bone broth or collagen protein huh. with the silica? Um, what's, the, what's the connection? And I'll hang up and listen to your answer. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Well, Bird. Why would they do that? Well, a lot of it has to do that um, just how how can your body get its silica? Because the collagen or bone broth uh, formula is loaded with silica. Um, the body needs to break down that collagen 
down to its component parts and then rebuild human collagen for yourself out of the components. And so silica helps you do that, but sometimes it's just easier on the body to, uh, you know, sometimes the body can, can use it without even having to break it down. I mean, yeah, taking bone broth or collagen can, uh, create an extra energy drain in the body because you'd have to break it down and then build it up again, whereas with silica, all it has to do is be built up. So it's really whether whether uh, if you want brick for your new house, do you go to an older house and have them take, you know, that they're demolishing and have them take all the, the bricks apart and then take them to your house and rebuild it, or are you just going to order in new brick and just build it from there? You can see one one takes more time and energy, which be, would be to break down the bricks out of the older house. But sometimes you go, I really love the way those bricks in that older house look, and so you do that. Yeah. But that's kind of what happens with the collagen of the bone broth, is that it has all of the components that are already formed into usable, um, but usable for, for whatever source it came from. Yeah. So I, I think they do go together. Maybe that was too long of an answer. You're no, 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 no. I, I think it is, it it, is it, interesting that the naturopath recommends that. And, and it can be very, very synergistic. I mean, there's no question that having good, good silica that's at the nano size for building blocks and still getting some of the other from the collagen, because silica is just one component. Yeah. So in the collagen and the bone broth, you have all of those other components which your body can use, and maybe you're not getting it from any other source. Yeah. Well, uh, keep in mind that the, uh, and this to the caller, that minerals, trace minerals also, um, and B vitamins are involved in the digestive process. So enzyme functions, enzymes in the body are needed to have that breakdown in the chain as food comes in. I mean, when you take bone broth or collagen, that's not what it stays. It has to be broken down into its finest parts and it does need supplements. It does need B vitamins and minerals to do that. So it's interesting that the naturopath would recommend with the bone broth to to take the silica. So maybe they feel that the silica is one of these essential elements that helps with uh, the breakdown of certain amino acids, uh, proteins into the specific amino acids. I don't know. Would be an yeah, interesting. I, I, and 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 I don't want to say that taking you know collagen supplements or bone broth is going to. Um, take more energy to break down than, say, getting your silica from food. I mean, I think it's probably easier. It's a less stress on the body to get it in a, a good collagen supplement or bone broth than it is to get it from foods because the highest food that people will eat right now in terms of silica quantity is brown rice. But again, to digest the brown rice is it takes more energy than than to digest the white rice, which almost has no silica. Yeah. Um, the other thing is raw cabbage. Raw cabbage uh, in a coleslaw form, or if you put it in a soup, you have to make sure you, you get all of the liquid out of the soup, because that's where the silica will go into the liquid. But that is another excellent source. For people that try to get silica from Brazil nuts, and for an adult, you usually have to eat about 17 Brazil nuts in one day, which is, I like Brazil nuts, but I don't think I can eat 17 a day. But again, think of how much um, digestion and how much the body has to break down the Brazil nut to get all the way down to the silica. So obviously, I mean, to me, obviously, uh, the bone broth and the collagen is easier to digest and assimilate. And then the silica just requires the least amount of energy to be used in the body of anything. 
Yes. So if you have something that's really high energy, the super silica with a 3 million electrical potential level, of course, is, is much higher than brown rice, which would come in at maybe in a ten to 15,000 range. So it's much, much higher energy, and your body will use that extra electrical energy to, to do cleaning or repair or a lot of projects that your body just has to put on hold because it's run out of electricity. Mm, okay, perfect. All right. We have, that was a great question, by the way. That was really yeah, good. Yeah, it really was. Comment. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, okay. Uh, I, I don't know if I can get it in. I'm going to, you know what? I don't think we're going to get it in. Uh, I have two more questions. Those two two texts. Uh, somebody who's been taking the super silica and um, has a question about that. So I will get it done uh, about a glass bottle, etc. So, uh, and then the other person is a follow-up on the preview on the question about the 32 ounce, 16 ounce. So I will get to those questions when we come back, folks. Bert Golding is my guest. Uh, absolutely a pleasure to have him on the program, and I just tell you that uh, there is a lot to learn, and I am enjoying the discussion very much with you, Bert. Thank you so much for being here. We only have half an hour left with him. We will be right back. is like oxygen all of a sudden uh, Bert uh, besides um, breathing we get it through the skin we get it through uh, love what do you know about that we get the oxygen <laughs> through the skin we get it where it's formed out of water right at the cellular level it doesn't have to be transported through the blood and then we uh, the body can only create its own oxygen internally in the body if there's enough electricity yeah, but most of it comes through the lungs. I mean, that's why... Well, these, somebody... guys, these guys are saying it's love is like oxygen. So it must be in the heart, yeah. too. Anyway. Well, and, and, I, and I think that's, that that's really true, and that the electricity levels in the body have been measured to go higher when we feel loved. Yeah, totally. You know? totally I, I, th- I think it's, it's one way that we transmit electricity from person to person is from those... Feelings of love. I mean, that's one of the reasons that you've heard the cancer studies where they talk about people that have cancer. If you can just put silly movies in front of them that cause them to laugh out loud, not, yes. not, not the ones where you're just smiling, but yeah. cause them to laugh. If you can get people laughing when they have, um, you know, that that uh, humor, that mirth, that uh, just the action of laughing will increase yeah. the electrical flow in the body and the cancer... Uh, is basically cut down just from watching the funny movies. I mean, well, it, it I, definitely it makes the whole experience uh, a lot better when you when you bring joy 
to yourself. I always remember that interview on Johnny Carson with Michael Landon, and, you know, little yep. Joe and Bonanza, and on the, and he said so he, when he had the cancer. Johnny said, "So what do you do?" And he said, "I just like to laugh. I'm I'm watching funny movies and you know old comedies." And he said, "I just laugh and laugh and laugh." So um, you know he ended up passing away. But there's a combination of reasons. But for many people to have to to forget about the the treatments and that they go through and uh, to 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 feel that that joy in the heart is definitely important when you go through something as serious as a cancer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a few questions for you, Bert. They have come in through the text line. The first one, I have been taking the super silica since February, better hair, nails, and gums, just a great product. You touched on how it absorbs into glass. How about plastic? I use it in my BPA free plastic water jug all day long. Is this any issue? Uh, yeah, it, I, I don't mean that the, the silica is going to get lost by absorbing into a glass when you put it in there. I just mean that you're able to see that once you drink the glass while you're able to see the silica clinging to the glass. But my first choice, Jacobus, is always to drink out of a glass container. I even have a 20-ounce a, a glass container that I take with me in the car. It has, like, kind of a plastic around the glass to keep it from getting broken. Yeah. So first choice would be to drink out of glass. Second would be out of a very high, high grade of stainless steel for a, a water container, water jug. Yeah. And then the last would be, would my last choice would be plastic. But it's, it's fine. I just tell people don't leave the silica, the cell power, and the water in the glass like um, for 24, 48 hours, just yeah. mix it up and drink it in the next two or three hours. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Okay, so hopefully to answer the question, the BPA-free plastic water jug, I would suggest, and I totally agree with you, either do very high quality. I have one of those uh, insulated bottles, stainless steel bottles, like a mm-hmm. thermos that keeps everything very cold if you want to keep it cold or really hot for a long time and um that's why i put uh, that's why i put my water and that's what i drink that's what i take me with me to the gym uh but otherwise i use glass so uh maybe it is if you have a bpa plastic water jug i would look into a glass bottle especially if you don't have it to wear around your waist all the time if you can put it down somewhere and then have it handy i would start going to the glass uh the next question is about the from the same person who uh, asked earlier about the uh, drinking 32 ounces at a time or 16 ounces at a time, as long as you can get to a gallon a day. And he follows up on that and says the, the issue is he is working in construction. And he said, you only have about three breaks. You got like one mid-morning, about 10 o'clock till 10, 10, 10, 20. And then you have one at noon. And then you have your half-hour lunch break. And then they have usually one in the afternoon, usually about 3 o'clock till 3.15 or so. And uh, then they work till four or five. So he says, we're very limited in just having a a water jug around. Um, And so he wants to know, can I? And so he said, you end up drinking while you're eating. And he wants to know if that is a problem. And uh, if if he is able to to therefore drink that much. Um, You know, if you're young, in my opinion, Bert, if you're young, your stomach acid is a little different than as you get older. Uh, I always tell people as you get older, you simply, uh, you don't eat anymore what you used to eat when you were 19 or 20. So 
the body is getting used to the fact that less food is coming in and that you're a little bit more finicky about what you eat. Where When you're young, you eat whatever get, you get in front of you. But after that, you start saying, you know, this is what I really like and I want more this or that. So your stomach is adjusting and it's as, uh, you know, as a factory well, uh, the orders are not coming in. I don't need that many workers anymore. And so it pretty much starts to eliminate some of these enzymes out of the stomach. And over time, we have less stomach acid because the meals have changed. The portions are changing. And, and so I think that maybe if this is a younger person, maybe this person could say, uh, you know, I have enough stomach acid. Maybe I can handle drinking water while I eat. Um, but I would say if you start having indigestion, if you have bloating, gas, uh, uh, acid reflux, GERD, high hadal hernia, anything like that, I would say the first thing is try not to consume the water right before, while, or after you eat. Um, find the time to just grab that bottle. And I wonder, I don't know if you're moving around as a as a construction worker. Sometimes people are working in a certain area and I would just have a glass bottle handy uh, and, and then drink that as, as you do on a regular basis. Uh, Bert, what, would, what is your thought when you heard that question? Well, yeah, as a young man, I was a construction worker and I, I have put roofs on homes. Yeah. In, in the desert, so it was it was a brutal, <laughs> a brutal occupation yeah. to be. But I, I, as soon as I heard that question, uh, Jacobus, I started thinking, okay, I'm glad that he came back with a follow-up because um, I, one of the things I didn't mention is to get watered down, here's, here's the key. I found that if a person can drink 32 ounces of their water in the first hour after they wake up, the chances of them getting a full gallon of water in that day is so much higher. I mean, it's almost the dividing line. If you don't start drinking water till noon, well, then of course you're not going to get a gallon that day. But what I do is, is if I get up at, say, 4 a.m., then between 4 and 5 a.m., I try to make sure I get 32 ounces of water into my body. Okay? So yeah. that means I'm a fourth way to my goal. So if he, if he can do that, you know, I mean, obviously it makes it a little bit more difficult if you just barely hit the alarm, jump out of bed, and then rush to work. But get get in 32 ounces that first hour that you're awake. Then he goes and he works and he has a morning break. He'll probably have to drink closer to 32 ounces during that morning break. That gets him halfway to his goal. Even if he doesn't drink anything at lunch, and if he is, try to make sure it's um, you drink at the beginning of your lunch break. And then maybe give your body five to ten minutes to get that most of that water out of your stomach before you start eating. Although I agree with you, Jacobus, it's not going to be as critical unless unless you're elderly. Yeah. But um, then the afternoon break, get another thirty-two ounces. Now you're up to three quarts out of the four that you're going for. And then when you get off of work and you're heading home, have another thirty-two ounces. Um, you know, either uh, well before dinner or after dinner. And a lot of people are just very reluctant to drink any water at all right before bedtime. It's because they picture, oh, if I drink water right before I go to go to bed, then I'm going to be up during the middle of the night having yes. to urinate. Yes, exactly. Okay, so yeah. most people just avoid that. But yeah. what's interesting about this is that if you're drinking a gallon of water a day, um, it they need to get up during the night um, to have that bathroom run. Uh, you know, in the middle of the night when you should oh, be just wear, wear a diaper. <laughs> no, no, no. no. The, the need to have to get up out of bed and, and to go um, urinate will disappear after the fifth week. Now, people, you know, if they don't 
and try it. If they don't have faith, at least try it. They never know. But I have people yeah. call me back. You're right. They said if by the end of my fifth week of having a gallon of water a day, I went from having to get up all the time during the night, you know, to to urinate to now. I don't have to. I I remember the first time I did that. I was on like week six. I'd been having a gallon of water every day, even when I traveled. I would be on on airplanes. I'd be on the the freeway in a rental car. I'd be traveling out here doing seminars all over. And I found out that as of the sixth week, I I was back to instead of having to look for a restroom every hour or two, I could go eight or nine hours without wow. having to because wow. by then the bladder has returned to normal function. And it's been flushed out. It's clean, so huh. it no longer has the high toxic toxin levels in the bladder. And it's the it's the toxicity levels in the urinary bladder that causes the frequent urination. Huh, interesting. I mean that that's really important to understand. It's not water volume because most people that say, "Oh yeah, well, I have a prostate issue," men will say, or or I, "Oh yeah, I have to get up during the night and use the restroom." I, They'll, it's not that they get up and they have a full bladder and they have they have to get rid of you know a quart quart of urine. Sometimes it's just a few drops and they're so frustrated they go back to bed and they're just mad and they can't get back to sleep because it's like why did my body tell me to get up when there's hardly any urine to get rid of? Yes, it's because if you're not drinking it enough, especially right before bed, your urine is so empty that whatever poisons are in there that your body's trying to get rid of through the through elimination. Are more concentrated. Yeah, so, see. so picture that you have, um, you know, fifty percent of what's in your bladder is poison. It's going to be really irritating. Your body's like, get rid of it, get rid of it now. We don't want to develop bladder cancer. So we have to see. get up there, yeah. and it might only be a couple of tablespoons, right? And yes. then if you've got a full bladder, it's so diluted that the poisons are not irritating the bladder lining. Oh, interesting. So on this schedule, 32 ounces or more in the first hour you're awake, um, 16 to 32 ounces on the first break, even if you don't have anything at lunch, uh, your afternoon break, another 16 to 32 ounces, and the rest after work, you can get that gallon in. Um, so I guess that's why he was asking, should I go 16 or 32? I see. Yeah, I've, yep. I, I've done 32 before, especially in the morning. Yes. Good point. Um, you, we're talking so much about the pH balancing. And we're just an amazing country, the United States. There's so much good happening in this country. And and, and to me, uh, that's primarily what we're talking about because we're worried about the people in the United States. But have you seen in your studies about pH balancing that other continents have done testing on their people and what they have discovered um, uh, about the pH balance in, in their uh citizens uh, have you have there been any studies done in other countries and what have you learned from that well that one i don't have any information on that okay. that's an excellent question as soon as you ask that i think you know i've i've been over um to do a, the world's biggest trade show on uh, health and natural supplements is over in uh, the middle east and dubai yeah so i've been there two different years and i've talked to people a lot about uh uh, cell power, super silica, hydration, drinking yeah. enough, all of those things. But they, they don't seem to be quite as uh, um, interested in pH balance as uh, what I see here in the United States. Hmm. I, do, I do see that they are much more, under, uh, much more knowledgeable when it comes to the electricity levels in the body. I mean, hmm. they, in their medical schools over there, in, uh, in the... Uh, 
um, you know, the whole Middle Eastern, Asian, and European area, they seem to be a lot more in tune with the fact that our body runs on electricity. For example, in our country, the nutrition labels talk about calories, okay, which is a measurement of heat. Okay. The nutrition labels for the same products over in Europe and most of the rest of the world talk about um, electrical measurement, which is joules. So instead of instead of uh, kilocalories or kilocalories, a thousand calories, which is what calories actually are here. If it says a hundred calories on your label, it actually means a hundred thousand calories, but they just say a hundred for a hundred kilocalories. Mm. And in Europe, they're saying kilojoules. Yes. And joules is a measurement of electricity. Nice. Isn't that interesting? It is very interesting. Huh. I mean, the whole rest of the world is talking about how much electricity you get from the food you eat and from the beverages you drink. And here, we're still talking about heat. Hmm. I mean, it, it kind of makes you wonder, well, who who were the first ones to discover electricity or electronics? Yeah. It, it was here, I thought, in North America, but everyone seems to hide the fact that what we're looking for to run our bodies is electricity. Yeah, so uh, what is a high measurement and what is a low measurement in something like that? So the higher well, the electricity, the better it is. Right, I know. Here, here we talk about how awful calories are, and people will advertise huge signs, zero calories, zero calories, zero calories, like that's a good thing. It's almost like saying um, these batteries that you buy to, to put in your flashlight, to put in your phone, they have um, zero electricity, you know, and, and you want to get the really low electricity ones. You don't want the high electricity batteries. You want the low electricity. You want yeah, the ones exactly. that have no electricity. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going, okay, you know, what, what does that mean? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so when it comes to pH of the countries, I can't really talk much to that as to what their levels are. We, I kept thinking that after we helped the people in the United States, then we could help people in other countries, but we're just not making as much progress as I would like to see. I've been working with people on pH balance um, for 15 years, Jacobus, or yeah. I guess almost 16 years. Yeah. And here's, here's what we found, is that the percentage in the U.S. of people that are pH balanced still comes in overall at 4% of the population. Oh, wow. It is wow. currently pH balanced. That's wow. where their fasting saliva um, test would come in at 7.1 to 7.5. How many people in the U.S. could be pH balanced? At least 99% could be. So what's the difference between the 4% that are and the 99% that could be? I see. It's just focus, effort, consistency. I just, I just don't see anybody getting pH balanced in one week. You've got to stick with the program for four to ten weeks at least, yes. and then check up on your pH balance at least once a month for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, because I've been doing that, you know, I try to I try to walk the talk. Because I've been doing that myself from the time that I first got pH balance, which was about fourteen years ago, and I was in that balance range. I have been balanced every week um, mm. when I test. I have been balanced every week for. The whole 13 years except for one week. I was out of balance one week, and that was kind of shocking. Wow. But by the next week, my body was back in balance. Oh, yes. If a person can say that, they also know that they have, you know, 0% chance of gout or heart attacks or strokes or diabetes or any of these things. If you get become pH balanced and stay pH balanced, 90% of all disease that's ever been given a name or ever been cataloged, 90% of all illnesses and disease will clear up, it'll be symptom-free, they'll go away, 
or at least go into hiding. You just won't be suffering with the, those uh, effects if you're pH balanced. Just impressive. I mean, I know it's true, uh, but still to hear those facts, uh, that's really impressive. It really is. Now, yeah. On the break, I was thinking the same thing as that other person that texted you about the uh, what Silica has done for me, because I'm looking at her going, okay, I know I need a haircut today, and it's only been a month. Yeah. Um, and my nails are so long that I'm going to have to go home after the show here and uh, trim my fingernails, my toenails again. I mean, when you get enough silica, you can really see that your body has it. Yes. So, uh, But it works different for different people because I'm doing the silica every day. And uh, yeah. I am. Uh, I'm still fighting a, a thyroid disorder. I mean, I'm, I I don't take medication, uh, but I I can tell that, uh, especially on my left hand, my nails are still very brittle, and uh, my right hand is not so bad. Has never really been that bad, but my left hand, the nails uh, just break off very quickly, and so uh, how, more quickly how, how than many I drops, like. How many drops of super silica would you say that you're taking on a daily basis? Yeah. I would say about 40, 4 to 45. Okay. All right. Well, that's not bad. I mean, if, if you get it at to 60 drops or over, now with the new bottles, of course, it's bigger drops. So 48 drops is what 60 used to be. But if you get uh, what four servings is, when you look at the bottle, if you get four servings a day or more per day, um, the body will start to, to take care of those other deficiencies that you're still seeing. But, okay. but the silica will always go to the most important thing. It will, it will go to the eyesight and to the, to the macula yes. of the retina. The that retina was, of the eye, it will go yeah. there first. Yeah. It will go to the brain second, and it will go to the heart third. So if it's not getting the nails, that means it's still trying to help those other areas. Correct, and that is what I uh, that is what I realize. So it is, and it is with everything, isn't it, Bert? When it comes to health, it just depends on where does your body have the most need. Uh, that's why some people say, "Well, the product tried the product, it didn't work." I said, it, "It's working somewhere because you're taking it." Yeah. We yeah. just have to find out when is your body ready to start uh, to start on that process. And I know that the first layer is indeed hair, skin, and nails. So, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Which is. The first layer of silica deficiency is hair, skin, nails, but that means it's the first to go and it's the last to come back. So oh, that's that, how it works. It hasn't, okay. Yeah, yeah. What will happen is that the deeper your deficiency level is, the more needs you have in more serious areas. I see. Hmm. That's interesting. Bert Golding, positivepowernutrition.com uh, is, uh, is the website, and you can get a hold of them, find more information. The, the test strips that he was talking about, the sets of 25 now, they retail at $6.99. They tell you you don't need to fill the whole spoon with saliva once a week. Uh, you only need about half to two-thirds of a spoonful if that were to help you. And the, you don't have to wait two minutes for the results with these test strips. They'll test you in about 15, 20 seconds. So they are available right now at the Gesundheit Nutrition Center in case you need some. And uh, we can get those for you. The silica drops are over there as well, as is the cell power, uh, the cell power drops. Uh, you know, people say, well, that's expensive. I only look at an ounce for $29 or something for these drops. Or the, the, the silica is like 48 or $49, but it's four ounces. But I tell you, it'll last forever. My God, before every time you drop. No, it's true. I mean, it is really yeah, not yeah. an expensive product when you may think, well, it is expensive to buy. Yes, but then it sits there on your counter 
for quite a while before you get through all these drops. Uh, uh, cell power, one drop for every three ounces that you drink. And uh, the silica, one drop for every ounce. So that makes a lot of sense. Bert, I, we really need to have you back sooner than later because I, I just enjoyed the conversation. I, w- I have questions over here to talk to you about what are some major factors that cause our bodies to become either too acidic or too alkaline. So I want to talk to you about that. We probably have to do it another time. And also, what does stress have to do with that? Stress is so uh, rampant. In We're living in Montana, so people say this is a whole different speed uh, than somewhere in the big city. But still, stress is something that you carry with you inside. It doesn't matter where you go. If you're stressing out about stuff, if you're the stressful type, stress can, can really damage you. And I, 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 I think next time I would like to talk with you more about what stressors are and what they can do to the oxygenation of the body as well as the pH. And uh, it would be an interesting topic, don't you think? Yes, yes. And thank you. It is such an honor for you to invite me on your program, Jacobus. I, I really appreciate it. Spending well, you and I will, will set up another date uh, either after the program or, uh, you know, very soon. But I, I hope to talk to you again and I wish you all the best with uh, with your work and your studies and and just your family life this summer and I want to thank you again for being my guest today thank you alright folks we are going to be back next week again from 8 to 11 so thank you for listening today I am uh, I'm very grateful for you and I hope you uh, listen to more programming coming up next you're listening to Gesundheit with Jacobus 